Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. This is our special edition of Downton Gabby. That's right. We're covering the season four finale, and we're making some off-the-wall predictions for season five. We are happy that you've joined us if you're a Downton Abbey fan. If you've not, if you just stumbled upon this podcast because you're looking for someone to talk to about Downton Abbey, we're also known as the Satellite Sisters. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California, with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. We have been uh, just giving our opinions on season four of Downton Abbey as part of Satellite Sisters, but this is a standalone show because it was the big season finale. Julie, uh, what are you wearing there? Are you wearing any, um, I don't know, hats or uh, that long, beautiful dress that Mary was wearing in the beginning of the, of the finale? I mean, Leon, what a wonderful conclusion to Downton Abbey. Little did I know that when we started doing this, that I would be so sucked into this show. I really, I'm surprised. But it didn't disappoint. And I was so worried that the finale was going to disappoint. I mean, just let's start with the elements, Leon. Sure. First of all, the settings for, for every scene in this final episode. I mean, of course you have Downton Abbey, which always looks boffo, but then you had the mansion in, in London. That was great. But what about the gallery scene when Mary and the short boyfriend, that's how I'm going to call him, go to the gallery right. and run it. Wasn't that beautiful? I thought this whole, this whole episode was shot more like a feature film. Than a yes. television series. I know. First of all, I just went backtrack to the London house. Where did that come from? <laughs> well, I mean, why do they always stay with the aunt when they're in London if they got that place? I, I guess it's know, expensive man. to keep up or something. There was some vague reference to, oh, we, you know, we almost lost it or I don't know. But that place was spectacular. What the, why have we never seen that? My gosh, that drawing room, the red drawing room with the paintings. Unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah, the art gallery, it was, I thought it was a beautifully shot episode. The picnic. How about the picnic? That was nice. And even the final scene at the beach. Absolutely beautiful. Yes. So, yes. so the setting was beautiful. The clothes. I didn't, this episode in particular, those were the most magnificent clothes I've ever seen. It, it, was, it was unbelievably beautiful. Like you could not take your eyes off. Even the men looked dashing and wonderful in this one. And the women's dresses were just gorgeous. I think I like this era too. So, you know, you have kind of the old and the new happening with Lady Grantham, you know, Violet still wearing the older clothes, but like Mary and Edith and Rose looking absolutely dashing and refreshing and new. I loved it. Right. I mean, when Mary was breathtaking in that light blue chiffon and hat, Unbelievable. she was heading, heading out to the gallery. And even Edith, who is such a sad sack, she, her clothes really sparkle. So <laughs> that that was part of the episode that really made it. Okay. I, I do think the touch of royalty, Leon. you know, we think royalty is ridiculous. And yes. Sisters. But I, did you not love um, the, the addition of the royal family in this episode? It was unexpected to me. 
me. And I didn't understand sort of what a season in London meant in, in those terms. I didn't know royalty was involved in a debutante ball. So that is a debutante ball. I mean, I happened to go to two dead balls this year uh, for friends who had 18-year-old daughters. There was no royalty there. So I liked that, like the when they were presented to the king and wherever that was supposed to be, you know, obviously Buckingham Palace. I don't know where yes, it really that was. was. The, yes. And it they was, drove down Pall Mall, the, was, the main boulevard there. That was very, that was a really nice little it was great. bit of history. Yeah. Yes. So that, that was good. I felt like the storylines this week, the upstairs were, you know, were as interesting as the downstairs. That, you know, sometimes you have more action downstairs and not as much upstairs. But this week, I think both, both storylines really were humming along. Well, what I, I thought was the unifying factor happened to be that there were a lot of important things in the pockets of coats. <laughs> yes, that, yes indeed. that unified the upstairs storyline and the downstairs storyline. And also that everyone seemed to grow a backbone this, uh, this episode, you know, people who had formerly been kind of mushy and mealy mouth suddenly, you know, had a backbone. Happy to see that upstairs and downstairs. And then finally, just on the general p- part of it, there were no gadgets. There was one little telephone, you know, at the opening scene, <laughs> yes. but the, we were gadget free. So we didn't have to worry about the egg beater or the refrigerator. No kids. Uh, so that they are just, they're just out of the picture. They they're are. with that, that nanny with the funny hat and the dog did very well this he week. Did. I, he I did. thought he had really redeemed himself because he had had some shaky scenes earlier in the season, but yeah. he, he did a fine job. I know he had a lot of, he had a lot of important moments isis so it's good to see him good to see him all right well let's start and talk about some of the characters and what happened this week okay can can i just begin with cora you know i mean (laughs) yes yeah because we have mentioned on the show that she seems out of it like she needs to go to rehab season four she just seemed to have reverted to you know 16 year old cora with like no spine and a lot of baby talk Yes, but I mean, but her pot smoking certainly continued this week. <laughs> and and what what was amazing to me was there was absolutely no connection to her mother. You know, no. by Shirley McLean, she wasn't. It wasn't. She wasn't warm, but she wasn't angry with her mother either. And no. she did, and she seemed to have no idea who her brother was. <laughs> At one point, I was actually confused. It's like, well, isn't that your brother? You thought you. You know, and then I thought, well, maybe I got that wrong. Maybe they're not really brothers. Maybe it's some other family or I missed something. I had to watch that twice. But she was just, whoo, love not by there. You know, you know, it was amazing too. First of all, she was taking pot shots at her own family in front of, you know, the British side because, so I didn't appreciate that as an American. She could have stood up for them a little bit more. I mean, they did. That is why Downton was saved was because of the Americans. But then on my local PBS station, they did a promo, Elizabeth McGovern, the actual actress did Uh a promo for the PBS station. And I was hanging on, you know, after the show, fast forwarding through to get just the season five, you know, uh, Ooh, a little touch of season five. And there was Elizabeth McGovern. She was Cora. I don't want, (laughs) I'm not sure. So she's a pot smoker. I don't know. She just is low energy. She was, she's (laughs) low energy. I was like, Holy cow. She's absolutely no different than her character. What is happening? And Elizabeth McGovern, I think she's only like my age or she's in her early fifties. She's not, 
So she's not. A, she's not a, she should not. Yeah. Dementia should not be said. It. No. But no. she. She's just clueless about Edith and her obvious depressed. Right. Mood. I've been gone for eight months. Oh, welcome home. You know. Oh. <laughs> You seem kind of sad after hmm, eight months away. I don't know. But but then, Leon, how is it that she seems to know everything about presentation balls? That, that, she, that, that I think the pot must give her some calmness that while other presenters for the debutantes were, seemed a little more nervous or on edge, Cora was just, whoo, I'm here with the king and queen. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. I know as the American, you think she would really be on the outside, but she did seem to be on the inside of all that. I didn't understand. I, I, so there must be some, someone there. Well, let's go on and talk about Lady Rose. Okay. First of all, she's a flapper. I loved yeah. it when they called her that. That was really cute. And I, I just, I am so shocked how she has just decided to straighten up and fly right here, you know, with Mr. Jazz out, uh, you know, I guess she's completely over Mr. Jazz. And well, does- as we know, she wasn't really in love with Mr. Jazz. She only wanted to make her mother mad. And when she was called on that, I think once the prince invites you to sit down at his table, you're like, Mr. Jazz who? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> what? I know. And she seemed to have like sort of an in with the prince because of because the prince had met her father, Shrimpy. Good old Shrimpy. Did you love that? I mean, how many times did they have to say the word Shrimpy in one show? I think that maybe was a drinking game or something for the production crew. Let's see how many times we can slip it into the into the script, into the shrimp. But uh, I, but I thought that I might catch her like scanning the orchestra for a, a Mr. Jazz replacement, but apparently not. So I I don't know. I mean, she just uh, she she's just uh, she's there. But the new troubling um, association for her is obviously that she is now befriended. Who is you know the woman who is going to bring the Prince of Wales down and you know is going to be involved in the abdication where he abdicates his throne? That's well, that's, that's a real character. That's a real woman, this Frida. Yes. So she's not. I didn't realize that. I thought she might be like representing you know Wallace Simpson, like. But no, this is. I I was able to go- wiki her while I was reading, and I was like, oh, she was a real married woman that he was having an affair with. I get it. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think just she, you know, she has she makes poor choices as uh, like her sister Sheila in right. terms of boyfriends. Uh, uh, Lady Rose just continues to make some poor choices there. So. Can we talk about the letter though? Are we going to talk about that oh, later? Yes. Did you want? No, let's. What let's, did let's... that seemed to be? That that seemed to be a very soapy storyline. I mean, it was like nutty. For all of a sudden, like we have three or four new characters show up, including His Royal Highness and the yes. King and Queen, and then there's this letter that we have to get back i mean that was like that was definitely kind of days of our lives sort of material didn't didn't you think i know we got to save the monarchy i know with lord grantham they all perked up they all like lee and that was it that was what they were meant to do to steal back a letter yeah but you're right even the fact that he's going through their evening bags to get the letter you know oh that was just uh yeah it just it seemed like oh gosh we got to think of something for the whole family to do this last episode so i 
<laughs> and then the whole scheme about the card game and then, you know, that they're going to go over with the forgery, the forged letter to like to get into the apartment. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that that really was ridiculous. It did. Fun, it, yeah, totally it was fun. fun. It was sort of fun, but it was I, I, I was hard for me to imagine. I think that's why even though I enjoyed this episode, I got to the end of it. I'm like, wait, it's done. That's the end because I thought there was going to be something more. And looking back, I'm like, oh, I guess that letter was the big action point. You know, the big plot point that everyone revolved around involved the upstairs and the downstairs and, you know, all of Mary's men. And But it just it seemed kind of funny that it was just sort of tossed in there. But okay, whatever. <laughs> they all looked beautiful going to the theater. They, it, 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 you know, gave for a lot of good uh, jokes and, and one-offs. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, it was quite the caper. Okay, but let's just, let's delve into Bates' role there. Because, yes. hey, he did it. Yeah. He's the murderer, Leon. I said it last week, okay? We were overthinking it, you know, that it was Anna or was somebody else. He did it. Okay, look, at he can be called on for any criminal activity. Pickpocketing, forgery, <laughs> don't overthink this. He killed Mr. Green. And that, <laughs> while I don't think the ticket in his coat pocket is going to be enough to convict him, I do believe it's going It's going to lead to one of my predictions for season five, Liam. Oh, all right. Well, we get to that later, your prediction yes, for season yes. five. Yes, we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get to the predictions. Here's what I would say, too. Like, the other plot point that made me think what was the collecting clothes for the Russians like <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the middle of like clearly the busiest three days of the entire season for the downstairs staff that they were stuffed in like sardines and cooking breakfast lunch dinner picnics midnight suppers like that they were collecting clothes for Russians I, I just the minute, you know, Mrs. Hughes said that, I'm like, what is that about? And then, you know, as it evolved, uh, evolved, of course, it was the, you know, the ticket and everything. Again, more things in people's coat pockets. <laughs> but I was like, that really, that's, you're like in the middle of this episode, you're collecting clothes for the Russians? It was a little stretch. <laughs> it was stretch. What, whatever that was, they need that to do. stretch. Just, yeah. Just let them, let them do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like Tom keeps running into the school teacher when she, car breaks down, she drops things. <laughs> I, I'm not liking the school te teacher this week. I, I really, I feel like she's like pushing Tom, taking him in the wrong direction and that uh, he's it's not making Tom happy. That's that's what I think. So well, I think uh, Tom is evolving, and so I think that was the point this week, Julie. Like that he is really quite. I know what the point is, Liam. <laughs> Thank you for explaining Downton Abbey to me. I'm not your husband. Okay, okay. I, I got it. I got it, Liam. But uh, but I'm just I'm just going with my feelings towards it. Okay. All right. Well then, you go ahead. Your feelings are valid. I'm just saying. I think that's the reason she's there, is that he's questioning who he is, and so and she's forcing him to do that. It seemed it seemed small too of Thomas to, uh, you know, to rat oh, him out. But yeah, yeah, that's Thomas. Thomas. We're tired of him. He's so, so up to no, no good. All right. Well, as long as we're talking about downstairs, uh, can we talk about Levinson, the valet? Okay. Yes. I, is, is he not Kenneth from 30 Rock? He is Kenneth from 30 Rock. Yes. I mean, so I, yes. I yes. don't understand. I was like, he's Kenneth. What is, what is didn't Kenneth they get doing? that? I don't like, know. Was that on purpose that he was Kenneth or I just, 
it was so uncanny and everything about it. I thought, is this some inside joke that I'm missing? But I have to say, in general, I enjoyed the American invasion. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I was proud of us as Americans to call uh, the Brits on some of their stuff. You know, I thought, you know, Sir Shirley MacLaine had a lot of fun. It was great to see her this week. Uh, an interesting character, you know, good contrast. Uh, she's a bit mean. I think she's I think she really is a bit mean. But, yeah. Uh, but she's but she's good. Well, she we're is. Americans, Julie. We're mean. We're mean. <laughs> but it does go. You know, it is so true. You know, you we think we're like we speak the same language. Uh, as Brits, we you know we have the same some heritage, the same you know, but there are such cultural differences between Great Britain and the United States, and it was great how they brought these up, you know. Yes, yeah, I mean Paul Giamatti. I I at the beginning I was like, oh, it's great that he's an American, and at the end I felt about his character and his situation much like I did about Paul Giamatti in Sideways. Like, are you kidding me? He gets Virginia Madsen, like that drunk, cynical guy. I don't understand that. And in yeah. <laughs> yeah. this show, I was like, why on earth would that young girl say to him, "You'd make anybody a fine husband"? No, he wouldn't. He was. No, he wouldn't. He was disgusting. <laughs> he was grumpy. He was unpleasant. He did. He was sort of smug and full of himself. I didn't really understand that. Like, I, you know, I, I didn't understand her coming about to be such a fan of him. And, uh, you know, it's the Virginia Madsen in Sideways scenario. But the Kenneth uh, from 30 Rock, that surprised, surprised me the most. And I was glad that, that Daisy didn't fall for that. I know, but Daisy, she's got to stop making bechamel sauce. Do you notice how much she makes it on this show? Like every day she's making bechamel. Uh, okay. She's good at it, apparently. Uh, she, but she is such a fine actress. And it was just another unbelievably sweet scene when with Kenneth um, on the beach, when he was attempting to lure her to America and the way she blushed and what she told Mrs. Pat Moore that the exchange could sustain her for months. I mean, it was just great yeah very charming i know she and i'm glad i'm happy that ivy's going and i'm happy that those we can move on with the kitchen relationships that we won't have to see their back and forth anymore okay well what but let's go back upstairs and talk about the two sisters let's start with mary okay Mary, okay. I, I just, I, I'm like begging you, Mary. Please kiss, pick Tony. He's the better kisser. Do not go for that. Well, how would she know? She's found the two most patient men in the world. Like it's now been a year as she's been toying with these guys, according to the accelerated timeline of this episode. And like yes. the poor king of Ulster doesn't even get a goodnight kiss anymore. I know. I know. I don't. I don't know about that. So. I, I just I have some predictions about what's going to happen there and and Edith okay good idea Edith give your illegitimate baby to the pigman the man <laughs> from Yorkshire and make some secret pact okay really good idea okay oh my gosh you just know that that's going to how that I, I have a prediction about how that's all going to play out in next season but okay. I mean really really you know at least she's taking ownership of the, of the situation. Rosalind has some ulterior motive and some theories were floated on the Facebook page that perhaps Rosalind is actually Edith's mother. And I hadn't actually considered that the way, yeah, I don't, right. The way that, you know, when Edith said you've never been a mother and there was sort of a startled expression on Rosalind's face, that had never occurred to me before, that that was an excellent insight that that may be the case. But, uh, you know, you had to, I mean, Edith's storyline is heartbreaking and it's kind of the most mature and the least soap opera one. You know, you know that this happened all the time. 
fact that she had to wean the baby, as she describes that, it was like heartbreaking and leaving the baby in Switzerland and, you know, the mystery, you know, her mystery future Nazi boyfriend mixing it up with the brown shirts. Like we got all that this time. It's all starting to unravel for her. So at least I was happy she had some control. Plus she actually seems interested in her own child, which is more than we can say for Mary. (laughs) That's that's for anyone. Yeah. Yeah, Even Tom. Like when he's home alone at Down Abbey, it's not like he's up in the nursery. No. No, he's down in the pub. All right. Shall we get to our predictions for season five, Liam? Yeah. Although, can I just say one thing about Blake being the king of Ulster or whatever he is? Like that was, that's, then also it's like a very sort of romance novel twist that he's not actually the humble you know, government man that we thought. And that explains, Julie, as we asked ourselves two or three episodes ago, how is it that he has a white tie available? (laughs) Well, now we know he's the king of Ulster or whatever. (laughs) So, and you know, that he's Irish. That's interesting. Although I know they don't consider themselves Irish, I don't think. And so uh, very interesting to me, like, okay, well, we're going to give Mary a little bit of humility, but not that much humility. But it is surprising to me that these men wait around for her. And I agree. Tony is the better match. She should just go with that. She should just go with that. But uh, I think it's going to be interesting in season five. Okay. What are your predictions for season five? Okay. Well, here's my first one, that Mary is not going to pick Tony, the better kisser, but that she's going to go for the shorter secret snob. But I believe what's going to be revealed is Tony and uh, the the short snob, as I like to call him. Um, They made a bet at school at Oxford uh, over, it was revenge over a wrestling match that went bad. And so (laughs) they're just playing it out on Mary that, and Mary in the end is going to end up with no one. Okay. Because she, because she doesn't pick Tony. Tony is heartbroken. She goes with the other guy and then he breaks her heart. That's my first prediction. Okay. That's kind of like Bridget Jones. There you go. Yes, it's, it's exactly. The it's same. really the same storyline as Bridget Jones yes. and the, yeah. And the Hugh Grant, Colin Firth relationship. Yes. Sure. Okay. Love it. Why not? Okay. Second prediction is that Mary is going to go back on her moral high ground and she's going to turn Bates in for suspicion of murder. You know, there was this whole churning about what she should do, that she knows that a murder took place. Is it right not to say anything? And while Mrs. Hughes is trying to coax her into not saying anything, I think Mary is going to turn in Bates. Okay. All right. (laughs) Prediction number three, Alfred and Daisy, they're going to be reunited, Leanne. I I think so too. Yeah. I know. And they're going to serve bechamel sauce at their wedding. That's what I think. Okay. (laughs) The door is open. He's got that job. Right. She's going to be spending more time at the mansion in London. And lo and behold, it will, you know, and they're a great love of food. They'll be happy forever. Right. I hope so. I, I hope the two of them find happiness. I have a different pr- outcome. I think Edith is going to take over that London house, house and run it as a five-star hotel and bring on Daisy and Alfred to run the whole operation for her. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's That's fine. Fine. okay. Okay. Next prediction is that Edith's daughter will look exactly like Lord Grantham. Okay. Oh. And that's how the pig man, the man from Yorkshire, is going to be able to figure out that it is the illegitimate child and that he is going to blackmail Edith. Oh, I think he knows. I think he knows it's the illegitimate child. I think that's what that whole this will be our secret is. But all right. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. 
Um, next prediction is the Dowager Countess will save Isabel from that drip, Lord Burton. I mean, <laughs> right? He's a drip. Get away from him. It's I decrepitude. Thought... Those two have, are engaging in some decrepitude there. He's, he's, he's attentive, though. He's thoughtful. He sends it's, notes no, and flowers. I, I use the drip, Liam. She's well, got who, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of options. I Jill. know. I know. I know. But you just, he's really, he's, he's bugging me. He's got to go. And finally, I think, obviously, in my mind, anyway, Rose's mother and Shrimpy, her father, will be introduced. And Rose is somehow going to be implicated with the Prince of Wales and his dalliances. I, there is, I think definitely, you know, we had that precursor like well i hope they're you know i hope our family isn't implicated again like there was a line like that in this show yes. so obviously you know someone mrs wallace simpson is going to be a you know a house guest at downton or something it'll all come back so. to them they're bringing down the monarchy we'll all come back to them all right well i think when they bring down the monarchy uh i think that's going to be the option for um cora and lord grantham they're going to retire to Tuscany, where they can just sleep all day and talk baby talk. <laughs> Is that, I don't know where else you go with that sort of lifestyle, except someplace hot. So like that, or I, I think Lord Grantham's going to lose it after he brings down the monarchy. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he and Cora are just going to head off into the sunset. Okay. Uh, I think, and that's good, because that's going to leave the door open for Mary to just absolutely take Downton to the next level. She's going <laughs> to create like the, you know, a giant food brand out of Downton Abbey. So it's going to be like um, Fortnum and Mason. <laughs> oh, sounds good. With bechamel sauce. With, and She's pork. Gonna... And all the pigs. Oh, pork. Yeah, bacon. She's going to have her own bacon brand. Uh, yes, Liam. Good one. <laughs> And then I think Bates will kill again. And that's the thing. Yes. We're going to get him one more time. Although, you know, there's several people that pointed out on the Facebook page uh, as we were discussing this that, you know, if he was so uh, – he's such a good criminal, would he have left that um, ticket in his coat pocket? You know, would, why wouldn't he have just gotten rid of it? Like that did seem like an obvious sign. But then we had that, you know, comment about the letter that uh, people keep important things in their coat pockets. So yes. I don't know. I think Bates will kill again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wish Thomas would just get into a contract dispute and not come back next season. His character <laughs> is going nowhere. And then he's just like lurking around. He's not. Yeah. But it's not it's not helping. He's not going anywhere with it. And Baxter, you know, Baxter and Mosley are there. They seem like they're shaping up. Now. That would be excellent if they would just, you know, finally, like he has a storyline that doesn't involve. Oh, poor me. So I would like Baxter. And, you know, I think when Bates kills again, Anna's going to lose it. And I think then uh, Baxter and Mosley will take over. And as far as Carson and Mrs. Hughes goes, what did you think? Think about that, Julie. What did you read into that little hand-holding at the end? I, I hope, I, it is my fervent hope, that they do not um, take the relationship to the next level. No, that I, would I just be... want, I think that's it. I think they will just be, agree to be friends forever, but not, <laughs> but nothing. Right. Please. I do not want to see a bedroom scene with those two. No, I don't. No, no, they, they're much too proper, Liam. I, I think they will... They will stay their ground, but uh, they will remain uh, close friends. I did think that Hughes and Carson could go off to Tuscany with Cora and Lord Grantham, and they could just all lose it simultaneously in the Italian sunshine. <laughs> that's what I think. Well, they're going to, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Room with the view style. All right. Some people went to town on their predictions on the Satellite Sisters Facebook 
page. It's fun to look at. You can join our Facebook page and enter into the conversation. I'll read a couple. Uh, let's see. Carol thinks that maybe in season five, even Cora will notice that something's up with Edith. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Maybe not. Robin says she'd be happy to take care of Lady Edith's baby. So there you go. Okay. Uh, Duffy wants Daisy to inherit the farm. Alfred returns and they open a restaurant serving her organically grown produce and Downton pork. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, Candy thinks the family's going to hold an intervention for Cora to get her off whatever she's on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jill predicts that uh, Edith and Tom will get closer. Tom's going to notice that the baby looks like a mini Edith. Right. The red hair is a given. That uh-huh. little girl is going to have a bright head of red hair. Uh, the baby girl will steal the dog's heart, and the dog will keep running away to the farm. <laughs> she has a whole, whoo, she really, uh, Jill she really went to it. town on everything. She, uh, she also predicts shorter hemlines, longer hair getting cut, and a fight over yoga pants at the dinner table. So, <laughs> oh, and, and then, uh, let's see, Colleen wrote in that she thinks Blake and Gillingham are going to give up on Horrible Mary and run off together. So there you go. That's a good one. That's a possibility. Yes. Bates is revealed to have been covering up for Mr. Carson, who ordered the hit on Green. And please, God, let Thomas be the next one to get pushed in front of a car. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, and then... Um, what, and then Jennifer, I, which I kind of agree with Jennifer. She's like, I just finished watching the season finale and I'm still waiting for something exciting to happen. And I'm still waiting. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it was big. There was the king, the, the queen. I know. And, but there Wales. was the letter. Yes, there was the letter. I guess it wasn't as dramatic last year as, you know, Matthew's tragic death or something. Right. It's not the kind of cliffhanger that American audiences are are used we to. We had a rape at the beginning of the season. I what know. What would you want? I mean, really. It had, been... to get, had to get looser. Now, there's been a lot of speculation on uh, what show maybe we should talk about next, Julie. But I think we're going to have to let it happen organically, frankly. I do, too. I think I... we have to find the show that kind of clicks for us. Yes. It speaks to us because there are a lot of good suggestions, but a lot of which would involve Netflix and people don't all have Netflix and, and, uh, and we don't know what's going to happen. There could be some, I can predict this though. It won't be the bachelor, uh, which I'm never going to watch. (laughs) That's Sheila's material. That's totally her. I can't, I can't stand it. Uh, but maybe something will come up in the summer or next fall that we can, that we can dig into. In the meantime, you know, we always have the Tuesday show. Uh, if you're new to Satellite Sisters, you can find us at iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Come on over. We have over 400 episodes in our archives, and uh, they're not all about television. We talk about all kinds of things on Satellite Sisters. Uh, if you've been following along with us for season four, this was fun. I thought overall season started slow, picked up, and I thought just production value-wise, it was spectacular. A beautiful show to watch. An enjoyable hour and a half. Exactly, Liam. All right, Jewel. So that's it for this season of Downton Gabby. Uh, but we'll be back. When do those shows come back? In like six <laughs> years from now, right? We have to, <laughs> we have to wait. Now. We'll be in that decrepitude by six, then. Six yes, or seven hundred yes. years for the shows to come back. I don't understand. TV Edith's season child anymore. is going to be a teenager. I think. Do you think they're going to do that? Soap opera it up, like age it up. 
Yeah. yeah. Remember like those in soaps, the kids would go away for summer camp and then come back and like, oh, I'm going to college now. Like they'd go to summer camp at age eight and then come back and they'd be 18. And I have a secret letter in my pocket. See, yes. it's all the same, Liam. Totally the same. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us for Downton Gabby. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Oh, 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 o